Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. And the jailer called for the lights, and he rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your whole household. And he took them the same hour of the night, and the jailer washed the wounds of Paul and Cyrus. And he was baptised at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into the house and set food before them, and he rejoiced along with the entire household that they had believed in God. There's power as you worship God and you praise God to set you free. There's power that as we worship and we praise God, strongholds get broken. Paul and Silas are in this place of great opposition. They're in this place where they're really, many people would be in despair. But in that moment, they decide to praise God. I love this. They decide to praise God. They push through and they praise Jesus in spite of their situation. And it says that literally the foundations of the prison they were in was shaken. The literal foundations of it were shaken and chains broke off. Their chains and all the other prisoners' chains. <laughs> the doors of the prison flung open. This is, this is a dramatic miracle that is taking place. But the principle is, if you and I will worship, if you and I will praise, chains that have held us will break off. Strongholds that have been with us for a long time will be released as we make a decision to praise Jesus. You know, I was 25 when I first prayed a prayer and I asked Jesus to come into my life. And at that time, my problems were many and they were complex. You know, I had many problems and I had complex problems. But as I began for the first time in my life to praise Jesus, the very foundations of the problems that held me began to be shaken. And bit by bit and one by one, those things that had held me for decades began to fall off of me. Not all at once, one at a time. One went, another one went. And as I've walked with Jesus, he's kept on, if I let him, as I keep worshipping, he keeps taking off more and more of that bondage, more and more of that brokenness. And I keep coming into more and more healing over time. There's power when you and I make a decision to praise. My chains fell off when I praise Jesus. Your chains can fall off as you praise Jesus. Do you believe it? I began to be healed as I prayed Jesus. I remember, I would, I've spoke the words, I believe Jesus is the Son of God and chains of addiction began to break off my life. You know, I, I declared, I believe Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins and the chains of guilt began to be loosened. You know, I, I declared, I believe Jesus rose from the dead and the chains of hopelessness began to crack that had held me. I declared, I believe that you can, that in you, I can change. I believe, Jesus, that in you I can change. And my chains of many failures began to get looser. I want to encourage you there is power beyond our understanding that takes place when you and I get into a posture and a position of praising God. Now, you can praise God in church like this, or you can praise God in your car, or you can just praise God by saying, God, you are good and you're with me. You know, I do all kinds of um, mantras that I speak over myself. If I feel 
um, anxiety began to come up, I speak, God's with me and he's for me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I've got all kinds of comebacks of praise that I bring when I feel that the enemy is working against me or when my own mind is working against me or my flesh or my own spirit is working against me. I have all of these truths I declare in God and it's incredible that as you speak out these truths verbally that it silences hell and it releases heaven. We need to understand there is power when we praise God. Now, as I praised Jesus, doors that had been closed in my life began to open. You know, just like these jail doors open, doors open in your life and my life as we make a decision to praise Him. You know, the door of hope opened. Wow. You know, the door of a future opened. The door of, man, I think God has a plan for my life opened. The door of God could use me, I think, to do something useful in my life opened. You know, the door of capacity to be educated opened. You know, I'd failed at school. I went to university after I became a Christian. You know, the door of the ability to have healthy relationships opened. You know, and in time, the door of a meaningful career opened. And in time, a loving wife and children and family opened. And all of these things opened only because I made a decision to say I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. I'm going to take a posture now of worship in my life. Opportunities, coincidences, blessings and favour come to your life when you make a decision to take a posture of, I'm going to praise God. Come on, come on. Verse 26 says, the foundations of the prison were shaken. The very foundations of what holds you, limits you, can be destroyed as you praise Jesus. Chains break off. What, hey, what holds you? What enslaves you? What chains you? What stops you? What would you change if you could, but you can't? That can be broken as you praise Jesus. Come on, that can be broken as you praise Jesus. Because He can do for you what you cannot do for yourself. Doors opened. You know, doors can open to you that have been closed through praising Jesus. The right doors are going to open. You know what I love it? When you praise Jesus, the right doors are going to open and the wrong doors are going to close. And when I did life in my own way, a lot of doors opened, but just all the wrong ones. You know? But when I made a decision to start to praise Jesus, some of the right doors started opening for my life. We didn't mean to make a decision, God, your way's better than mine. I'm going to take a posture of worship because my worship and myself ain't working out for me too well. You know that we need to also worship Jesus through the pain. You know, God never said it would be easy, but he said it would be worth it. You know, obedience to God's not easy, but it's worth it, right? You know, after a severe flogging and in chains, they praised God. With lacerated backs and aching limbs, that didn't stop them praising God. You know, whining won't set you free, but praise will. You know, whining, complaining, moaning, or poor me, self-pity, ain't going to never set you free. You know, I've done a lot of that. Never going to set you free. But praise will. Praise will. Imagine if they'd been, we shouldn't be here. We're only being obedient to God. This shouldn't have happened to us. We've been falsely accused. The government's corrupt. The jailer's being paid off. Everyone else in here is a I shouldn't be with these people. I'm not a criminal like that. No, no, there's none of that. They worship and they praise God and the chains break off. The door swings open. The very foundations are shaken. You know, they brought a different song into that jail. I've been to a few jails. And let me tell you, that when I've been to jails, I don't see many people praising God. I don't see that. You might find a couple in the chapel on Sunday afternoon. But other than that, there's not a lot of praise going on in that place. But what there is a lot going on is a lot of people blaming people, blaming the system, 
blaming they shouldn't be there, blaming their incarceration on some circumstance. People can be negative, often depressed. But Paul and Silas, they make a decision. Hey, we're declaring a different song. Hey, we're speaking something different into the atmosphere of this place. We're not going to join with the moaning and the complaining and, and the victimhood. We're going to speak faith and life and hope and energy. And you and me as believers, we need to speak a different song. We need to speak in a different way into our families and into our school and into our workplaces, you know. We need to be the people who sing a different song. You know, when you're at work and people are moaning about this is unreasonable what the boss has asked, we can never do that, we don't have enough time. You need to be the person that sings a different song. I believe we can do this. Hey God, I believe we can get through this. Hey, we should work together on this. If we collaborate, I believe we can do this together. We need to be the people that speak a different kind of language. We sing a different kind of song. You know, we need to, you need to praise God in church when you don't feel like it. You know, I've, I've come to church over the years at, at times, you know, and I've not wanted to praise God. You know, I've not felt like worshipping God. But as I've made that decision to lift my hands, right, to begin to engage my mouth and my brain, then my heart begins to follow every time I feel better after. So I've come into church many times not feeling good, feeling low, feeling not great. But as I make a decision to praise, it changes my countenance. I leave always feeling better would have made a decision to take the posture of praise. You know, praise, you know, praise tears down insecurity, tears it down. I used to come to church, I'm thinking, oh man, I don't want to raise my hands. It's going to look weird. People are looking at me. I know that guy over there from NA is going to think it's weird that I'm raising my hands. You know, I, my head would be trying to talk me out of it. But my heart was saying, man, I want God. I want the things of God. And so I just began to raise my hands. I'm opening one eye. Who's looking at me? Funnily enough, no one was looking at me. They're all thinking of themselves anyway. So I began to worship God. And then I began to lose myself in worship. Guess what? I lost the insecurity somewhere. I, I can come in church. Now, my hands are straight up, people. You know, I, I, can, be, I can bring a friend to church. I'm still worshipping Jesus. You know, they can look at me weird. I, I'm, I'm worshipping Jesus. You know, it's, I've just made a decision now, but it's happened as I've taken the posture of praise. Insecurity is broken as I praise God. You know, praise tears down anger, bitterness, resentment. Praise tears down self-obsession. You know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about myself, too much time. You know, but when I worship God, my focus is on Him. Man, when we're singing tonight, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about my day. I start thinking about my day. And as I began to push into worship, I forget all about that. And I just start to think about, God, you're good. God, you're so awesome. Look what you've done in my life. Gratitude begins to well up inside me, bubble out of me. You know, it's incredible what happens when you make a decision to worship. You know, when you're lifting up your hands... You know, we're doing it as a sign of freedom. God, I'm free. I'm not worshipping like this. I'm free. But you know what we're also doing? We're saying, I surrender. God, I surrender. You know, raising your hand is the international sign of surrender. And so you're saying, I surrender to what? To Jesus. To his will, to his plan, to his purpose. Every time we take that posture, there's power in that posture. It's saying, God, your ways are better than mine. Hey, God, you've got power I don't have access to. God, I trust you with everything in my life. When we take that posture, it's incredible what can happen. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible or a passage in the Bible that talks about Moses and Aaron. And what happens is the Israelites are fighting a battle. Moses is praying, he's lifting up his hand, lifting up his staff, and they're, and they're victorious. But as he gets tired and his hand comes down from praise, they start to lose the battle. 
So the battle is going to be won or lost, dependent upon the posture of his praise. And it says that Aaron comes alongside him and holds his arm and helps him to hold his arm up. So together they hold his arm up and they're victorious. The principle is this. If you and I will worship, all kinds of battles are going to fall. If you and I will worship, all kinds of things that seem to be overcoming us are going to be pushed back, you know. And so sometimes, you, you know, you, you, you worship, you walk away and there's a bit of an attack. You've got to worship again. You've got to worship again. Just like them, keep worshiping till you push back the enemy's attack on your life. We need to make a decision. I'm going to keep praising God. I'm going to keep praising God. You know, as Paul and Silas praised God and their chains were broken, the door flung open, the passage says, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. This is incredible. So Paul and Silas worship, their chains fall off, their prison door opens, but all the other prisoners' chains fall off and all their doors open. When you praise, it's not just about you. As you get breakthrough in Jesus, many other people are going to go, huh, Jesus has done something awesome in your life. You're so different to how you used to be. Hey, I want to start worshipping the God you worship, and then they're going to get the breakthrough that you've experienced. Hear what I'm saying? So when you worship, when you make a decision to God, I'm going to worship you with my life, you're not just helping you, you're helping a whole multitude of people behind you. You know, when I was 25 and I prayed a prayer in Dorchester in England, got down, prayed a prayer on my knees with a pastor at a church there and gave my life to Jesus, I had no idea that behind me was my mum was going to make a decision for Jesus, my dad was going to pray a prayer one day, my sister was going to pray a prayer, both my grandmothers I got to pray with before they died, right? And then also many, many friends, many friends over the years have also now joined that parade. And also many other people when I've preached in settings like this have made a decision for Jesus. I had no idea that when I made a decision, to worship Jesus then at 25 that what was going to follow behind that was many, many people and now my kids and my grandkids and my grandkids, grandkids I'm believing in the name of Jesus come on so when you make a decision to praise it's not just about you it's about a whole multitude of other people as God sets you free He's going to set many other people free through you many other people are going to be set free through you you know, sometimes when we go through challenge or trauma in our life Sometimes it's super hard to find meaning in that. It's super hard to find, what, God, why do you allow that? But if you'll worship and praise through it and you come through the other side, one thing that you'll be equipped with is you're about to help other people who are going through that that you never could have helped before. Never could have helped. The, the only reason I've been able to help a lot of drug addicts in recovery is because I'm a recovering drug addict. If God hadn't done that in my life, I hadn't been through the pain and the suffering of that, I wouldn't be able to help other people. So even in our trauma, even in our challenge, God wants to help us. You know, I had, I had a sexual addiction that God set me free from. Now I can help other people get free in that area. So I want to encourage you. If you've got something in your life that seems like such a, such a negative, bring it to Jesus. Let him lead you through that. God's going to use that as a weapon to set many, many other people free. I love it that not just were the other, pri other prisoners changed, but the jailer was changed. <laughs> it says this, Acts 16, 29. It says, And the jailer called for the lights, and he rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their wounds. So the jailer is now washing the wounds of Paul and Silas. Then the jailer was baptised at once, he and all his family. Wow. 
Wow. So here's what's happening. The very person that's whipped them and beaten them, that their back's now shredded, the very person who's put them in the chains is now getting set free because they chose to push through and worship Jesus in that situation. So they're, 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 they're a victimizer or they're the person that has abused them, the abuser, he's now getting set free as the victim gets healed. It's incredible. It's incredible. And here's what it says. You know this guy's legit repentant, right? Because he washes their wounds. He washes their wounds. And then they wash him through the waters of baptism. Wow. Wow. You know, maybe they were baptized in a well or a fountain in the prison courtyard, the, the, the jailer and his family. Or perhaps they were baptized with the same water that they used to wash Paul and Silas's wounds. Now, I wonder if the water that the jailer used to wash their wounds clean was the same water that washed him and his family clean through baptism. As the jailer washes their wounds clean, so now the baptism of Jesus is washing the jailer and his family clean. Baptism symbolizes this death of our old life and the beginning of a new life through Jesus' death and resurrection. We've got some baptisms coming up in church, and so I want to encourage you. If you've never been baptized, hey, sign up. Say, yeah, I'm going to do it. You know, you may be sprinkled as a kid. We're not talking about that. The Bible's talking about full immersion. As an adult believer, making a true decision for Jesus, then you get baptized. If that, you haven't done that yet, I really want to encourage you. Make that decision. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. And this jailer and all of his family experienced that. It would be great if the band could come up just for my last point. You know what's interesting is that the prisoners didn't leave. After the chains were broken and the doors opened, the prisoners didn't leave. It says, when the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and he was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer was responsible to keep the prisoners in the prison. If they got out, his life would be taken. And so he's going to take his own life rather than suffer the greater death that's going to come to him as a result. But they say, hey, don't take your life because no one has left the jail. Man, I met a guy um, in rehab in 1995. And uh, this guy was an Italian and he told me a story of when he was in jail in Italy and there was a huge earthquake and part of the prison wall fell down and him and loads of other prisoners escaped. So basically the earthquake came, the wall came down, they were gone, you know. But in, so that's a normal response, I would say. When there's an earthquake and the walls fall down of a prison and you're in prison for a long time, you can be leaving the prison, right? Not these people, they stay. They stay. None fled. Why? I believe because now they'd encountered Jesus. They'd encountered the presence of Jesus. Paul and Silas worshipped and the very presence of God entered into that place. The jailer was so amazed that he repented and gave his life to Christ and all the other prisoners were so impacted that they didn't try to run for it. They knew there was something greater in that space. They didn't want to leave there and flee. They needed to encounter what was there and it was Jesus. They now, this is what's happening. They're, they've been prisoners in a prison, but now they're becoming prisoners of peace. When you worship Jesus, you change from being a prisoner to whatever enslaves you to becoming a prisoner of peace. They're becoming prisoners of faith. They're becoming prisoners of healing. 
They become imprisoners of forgiveness. They become imprisoners of change. They become imprisoners of purpose and destiny. They become imprisoners of Jesus. As you and I make a decision to worship Jesus, we say, hey God, take all of me. Take all of me, God. I give my whole life into Your presence, God. Let the things that You want now hold me captive. The world's hold me captive. Now God's holding me captive. Pain's held me captive. Joy's now holding me captive. Hopelessness has held me captive. Hope's now holding me captive. All the negative things that have beset you as you make a decision to worship Jesus, those things are going to come into your life. Do you believe it? Come on, let's stand. We're going to worship Him. I want to encourage you. Let's really push in. Let's praise Jesus because as we do, chains are breaking off people. Breakthrough is coming. Let's sing. I see you taking ground. I see you press ahead. Your power is dangerous to the enemy's care. You still do miracles. You will do what you said. For you're the same God now as you've always been. Your spirit. 